Mark Jackson, and welcome to Singles from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial, and Sigilite of the FLG, and I'm Seth the Mad Doctor, competitive correspondent. And we definitely didn't already try to start this show once and realize no one was watching. Uh, but but we did see that there's Mark Jackson in the chat, so yeah, Seth decided to call him out. Seth, you're back, man. I missed you. You're my one and only. I I, I can't do this without you. It was great having Val and and the Killzone guys here uh, the past couple weeks. But but, but okay, and, and, and Rich, it's you know I, I missed I missed sorry our tech priest. I I really am bad at using his 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 pseudonym yep. uh, stage name. But uh, Seth, I really missed you, dude. Good to have you back. I know that back. you've had a a whirlwind of a uh, past few weeks, but I gotta I gotta kind of show off, man. I've been painting like a madman. Can we can we show my hobby progress right now? Let's bring that there. So I, I if you are listening to our podcast, you should be watching first. our podcast live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you get these cool visual elements as well as get to be part of the chat with on Facebook. Off. I've got a full squad. Yeah, of, there go. there, yeah um, I know. Okay, okay. Um, so Seth, you see this? So if you see, Seth, can you describe what we have right here? Um, well, we have uh, a very, uh, a fully painted squad of Hearthkin Warriors. Uh, it's very much what I would call a kicker palette of paint. <laughs> Um, because it is all in uh, muted grays and greens and brown basing. Because Kicker loves his muted colors, <laughs> despite me telling him that this yeah. army had to be didn't, painted in vibrant colors. Didn't you say they were going to be folks. super bright? He did, Tech Three Sticky. He did say they were going. That to be everyone super can hear bright. me, by the way. Uh, yeah, I thought that you said everyone uh, it was going to be like super bright. Kicker, what happened? Yeah, so I really wanted to go with. Sorry if you heard the the squeak toy in the background. My dog found a very loud chew toy and was going crazy. Oh, did I mean? No, okay, we're good. We're good. Sorry, we're good. totally professional. This show. Uh, my my dog was just going insane with the, with the chew toy. Guys, yes, I I did promise to go bright, and guess what? I lied. I lied. I, I tried. I tried like 30 different paints. <sighs> I spent oh, a good $40 on paints trying to try, you know, try all these different color palettes. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I like this green. <laughs> I like this green that I've done on like 20 different armies. Uh, it's easy. <sighs> it's fast. It, and uh, it, it, it honestly it does kind of fit the vibe here, right? These are uh, no nonsense, you know, not fancy, not creative. These are dwarves. They're just there to get the job done. Uh, so yeah, yeah. These are my my my, my Votan in a very simple military scheme. A stri- um, scheme. But Seth, I know you have been very busy. Uh, explain to us what you have been working on. Yeah, I'm I'm back. Uh, I've I uh, also managed to get my hands on some some Votan, um, and I, Beautiful. as you see, uh, went with a, a bit more of a. A brighter color scheme. I'm actually trying to do a lot of this with uh, contrast and speed paints because you know we we had Adam on a while ago to talk to us about the speed paint system, and we've we've had the new contrast paints released. So I really wanted to try to use those as kind of the foundation for a lot of what I do with these models. Um, one to speed things up, but to two really see like you know can those be used as the base for you to build off of. So uh, that's my, I, I've done a yeah, few little modifications. Yours? You described mine. Yeah. I'm going to describe yours. Guys, we've got a beautiful uh, mini here. Yellow, I, I guess, clothing, yellow face mask. And then is that a black or a dark gray for the armor, uh, Seth? It's it's black with uh, highlights of uh, purple. Cool, cool. And the thing that I love so much, oh, that's actually a really good combo. The thing that I love is, is the basing too, man. That bright pink tough really gives yeah. that alien yeah. world vibe and, and works well with it, man. I think, I mean, like, Honestly, you win the painting competition, but I got the, the I got the numbers, man. All I right. Well, I, you had a head start. 
exactly. you had a bit of a head start. Um, uh, the other thing I did, if you're if you're looking at the the image here on the show, you see the green crystal on the base. Yeah, that's actually magnetized so that I can I can put different crystals of different colors on the bases as my squad marks. That is genius. That is yeah. okay. That's a pro tip right there, guys. Take notes. All right, take notes. And Seth, I remember when we played a long time ago. You did something similar with your orcs. Was it different color? They weren't magnetized, but it was different color something. That yeah, was like they had different color armor. One unit would be red armor. One unit would be blue armor. One unit would be yellow armor. Yeah. Um, so I, I did some some of that. Um, I'm actually I too am almost completed a first squad. Uh, I'm not as far along as you, kicker. But the the contrast paints definitely help speed things up. I am trying to to minimize my uh, mistakes because um, those are a little bit uh, difficult yeah, to fix sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, it's going pretty well. So um, I'm uh, going to be grinding you know what this away. Means? We have a we have a, a paint off here. All right. We I do. challenge you who can get the first 2000 points battle ready. I mean, I know Ooh, we're waiting on some models. OK, I, 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 I was going to go with, you know, who to chat vote was the better looking army. <laughs> Oh no, that's not fair. You are yeah, because more... you took a dull paint scheme. I took a dull. I paint took scheme. vibrant, crazy space miners. All right, all right, all right, all right. There can be a two-tiered competition here. Who can get okay. their army done fastest, and whose looks the best? All, all right. right, that sounds great. So, kicker, why don't you take us into the industry news and let us know what's been going on? Okay, guys. As everyone knows, Rotan dropped last weekend, so everyone's got their models, they're building it, they're painting, they're having fun. But there's some new stuff. We have this really cool commemorative mini that was released. Mm -hmm. I think it's a black templar killing an orc yeah. i don't really and, know and when when does that mini come out kicker uh on the uh, i don't know it comes out for warhammer day which is in october oh, which means orctober orctober yes and i'm pretty sure there's gonna be a big uh gw preview that same weekend because they're gonna be announcing a lot of fun stuff yes that is uh the big commemorative mini are you getting it because so, so the mini is really a space marine killing an orc does that hurt your feelings seth how do you how do you feel? i mean as an orc player is this you, something that you're you assume that orc is dying oh, how okay. do you not know that that orc awesome. is not cackling maniacally as that black templar <laughs> comes in too close and then he just grabs him with the claw there we go there we go he's just playing possum or something i love exactly. it exactly <laughs> orcs are well known for their their ability to play possum it, it is a pretty cool little mini diorama you know a little side project regardless if you're a space marine player or an orc player and everyone loves collectors edition minis and, and limited stuff yeah i want to talk about curse city though curse city is coming back out mm -hmm. which is huge curse city sold out extremely quickly when it first dropped this is that uh, i guess fantasy based you know, dungeon crawler style game with amazing minis. So, Seth, did you buy a Curse City box? Come on. You I did not. You did not. Well, you missed out. I mean, the box was amazing. I, I got it just for like the eight or nine heroes that came in it to use it as conversion mm -hmm. fodder. Um, and I was able to resell all the other pits, bits and pieces because everyone wanted those minis. They had like undead stuff, a bunch of vampire stuff. Um, so it's a pretty cool box set, even if you have no desire to play the game, just because you get, you know, 40, 50 different gorgeous minis. Mm -hmm. The mini of the month, if you're going to local GW stores, is actually a Cursed City mini for October. So you cool. want to check that out. Yeah. And I don't know how they're really going to do that. I mean, very Halloween-y themed. Oh, cool. you know, right. Very Halloween-y themed. And it's going to be kind of interesting because you oh, could show like up with like a tiny little like dead, you know, like undead zombie or like a giant ogre, you know, thing. So quite mm -hmm. a range that they'll be giving away there. Um, yeah, dude, uh, for Halloween, are you doing anything for Halloween? Seth, just, just throwing it out. I there. haven't planned that far ahead in life, you know, that's, <laughs> a, that's over a month away. Kicker. No, we got plenty of time, plenty of time. Yeah. Um, well, uh, new underworlds is, uh, coming out as well. This is a massive box set with two new armies. 
I know, Seth, you played a little Underworlds. I have not played Underworlds. Um, I GW's really pushing this one. They're really excited for it. Looks like it's a kind of a new revamp. It's a new season. It's the Gnarlwood. So I don't know. Well, but we should hopefully be trying that out at LVO for sure, having yeah. some free Underworld uh, on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And Kill Team. This is really it's like I'm I'm so stoked for this. Kill you're, Team is you're getting kind of into Kill Team, aren't you? Man, I've been playing it for the past three weeks now and loving it. I mean, I, I still love I, I don't know but. if you've told the folks at home, but you despite your your job and your your life commitments, you you do try to get out once a week to play a game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at, uh, at the tournament this week and people are like, do you actually ever play? I'm like, yes, I play once a week. I love 40K and uh, I guess by association kill team now. I really like. I mean, I'm not as competitive as a lot of guys, but I mean, Cruise Hammer was so much fun. I got to play every day if I wanted, you know, it was it was, it was fun. Um, I don't, you know, Seth, between you and I, you would kick my butt as you have done now twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you kicked my butt so much you even managed to, to, to embarrassingly say tilt me um, or get me tilted. Like, I was like, what the hell? Like, seriously, you're a very good player. I am, I am a decent player, but I, I do enjoy the game. Kill Team is fun because it's a game that I can play on a weekday when I don't have that much time. But more importantly, I get to play with like factions that I just would never really commit to. So I have a crude team and I'm having a blast with it. Seth, mm-hmm. we need to play some kill team. We got to right. play some kill team. All right, sweet. Well, sweet. if only we were going to be at an event, maybe in the, in the near future together. Which one are you, are you coming to SoCal? Are you coming to SoCal? I, I can't make SoCal, but we, well, we got LVO. LVO. We, got we, LVO. we always have LVO. We always have LVO. Um, speaking about kill team, like though, we need we- a shirt that says that. <laughs> I see it. I love it. I love it. We always have a um, new brother. So, so speaking about Kill Team, though, what got released today, which got me all excited, was that all the new Kill Team armies, um, all the Kill Team squads, I guess, now have rules for 40K. And I was waiting for that. So the new crew have rules for Tau. They should have rules for, like, all... Crew should be able to play in every damn faction. Let's just be honest. They're mercenaries. Like they, you should be able to play them in your Imperium, your Space Marines. But that's another story for another day. But the Imperial Breachers, they got to play with you know all Imperium armies, which are really cool. They have a little uh, notation in the rules saying that they can join any faction without breaking those factions' rules. That it, that's Imperium. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm like yes, that's cool. I love when I get to see kill team squads or any real realistically any game system that GW play uh, you know creates models for I like there to be crossover so uh, that's 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 really cool um and kill team also got a balanced data slate which is nice. it's nice to see them giving you know updates to that so obviously 40k gets its ba- uh, data uh, balanced slate which we should be seeing one in the future again but it's nice to see that love going to other game systems as well Seth mm-hmm. do you have um I, I I'm just gonna ask you now man do you have some jank of the week you want to share some jank of the week I, I do week? have some some 40k jank of the week all right. Courtesy of of our our lovely producer, um, the the demons player, um, kicker. What are you drinking? Please tell oh, this me. This is a uh, pepper this water. is a full gallon of sweet take. I am I am I am born and raised in Louisiana, and I like my uh, sweet take. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't know about that southern twang there, but the jank is uh, the the new demon codex that's out in the wild now has a locust that allows you to deep strike. But the distance away from your your enemy is based on the enemy leadership, um, and in and of itself, that's that could be powerful into certain armies. You know, orcs are base leadership six. A lot of Nid stuff is like leadership five or six. But then there's armies out there like you know custodes that are like leadership ten or eleven. You're like, <laughs> oh man, that's that's worse than nine inches, right? Terrible. Well, they also happen to have a few modifiers. Um, if any demon is within, I believe, six inches, you get a negative one modifier to your leadership. And then Bellacor also gives out another negative leadership modifier. So you can have some units that deep strike 
pretty closely, um, which makes really, uh, really interesting scenarios where uh, if you're trying to screen out a backfield or something like that, but they're able to get those modifiers onto you, they could squeeze that locus unit into some pretty tight spaces. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, you know, Seth and I, you know, we always talk about how powerful deep strike is as a tool mm-hmm. uh you know it, it keeps your opponent honest and now uh, demons are really getting a way to <laughs> take advantage of that yeah uh, no mistakes with you can't make any mistakes against that um seth d- um have you been playing any of the the new demons at all have you played them, have you I, played them? i've played against them but i i played against them with with votan no oh, okay with votan you're invincible yeah. at that point yeah yes i right. guess you won that one all right yeah. um <laughs> uh, i i might have played against a, a particular producer we have oh yeah guys on the frontline gaming events uh products and whatnot i do want to talk about the mcp train we talked about last week frontline gaming is making some full color mcp train sweet yes it's gonna be gorgeous but they did not want to release it this week as promised i'm sorry i i really i was told it was going to be out this week it's not it's gonna be out in the next two weeks they're going to definitely have it for socal i know that the mcp uh, there's a lvo qualifiers for mcp at socal and they'll be using some of that terrain nice so check it out also this past weekend at the las vegas team tournament we did these really sexy custom objective markers i think you saw them seth right mm-hmm. they were yep, yeah, I saw, saw some posts up about them they looked pretty good Absolutely gorgeous. Since then, I've been bombarded with requests to make them for other teams that didn't even go to the Las Vegas teams. They just want these cool markers. So shoot me an email, events at frontlinegaming.org, and I will see what I can do. Note that it, it can't be like one set. We got to do a minimum of 10 sets. I, I may, it might be as uh, 15. Uh, the teams in the production team still trying to figure that out. But if you and your team want really cool objective markers, shoot me an email, events at frontlinegaming.org, and I will try to help you out. Also, on that same note, dice. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it right out there. Chessex, yeah, they can make you some, some well, okay dice, but you want some totally custom, badass, sweet, you know, whatever the hell you want kind of dice. Uh, we can, we can make we, those for we, you as well. We need signals dice. Yeah, well, so we make. Yeah, do we? We do need signals dice. We really do. Uh, Frontline Gaming for all of our events, those really sweet dice you get at when you, you know, either buy mm-hmm. the custom dice or if you, you know, everyone gets a free die or two. Those, those are one hundred percent custom made for us by us, um, and we can do the same for you and your your team. Or do, your club. do you hand carve each die? Yes, myself. We, we, we've locked. No, no, we locked Leo in a basement somewhere, and he's just hand carving. <laughs> no, That's why you don't get to see him in events as much. Exactly. Anymore. That's why Leo is no longer going to be coming to events, is because he's staying. He's, he's in a basement carving dice. Carving yeah. dice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Seth, do you want to just jump in really fast and talk about um, what's going on in the FLGN? I mean, I could talk about SoCal. SoCal's coming up. I don't want to like you know. I, I kind of lost track of notes in case you didn't realize that just now. Yeah, I, I noticed. <laughs> SoCal is coming up later this month, and I wanted to let you guys know that we have a bunch of the new color terrain. So people have been talking. Terrain has been a big issue throughout Ninth Edition. It was a big issue in Eighth Edition as well. But terrain mm-hmm. always seems to be one of those things people are very uh, passionate about. And Frontline Gaming has a new guy, uh, Mike Gandalfo. He's our new Frontline Gaming staff member, and he has been working around the clock, nonstop, assembling the newest terrain, the the corrupted set of uh, ruins we have. That is the most optimal ninth edition train set out there. Um, It's one that we had a lot of at LVTT and we're making it nonstop so that we can have as many of those ready for SoCal. So at SoCal, expect to be playing at the newest, greatest ITC train set uh, that that we make. Woohoo! You know, I I think it would be interesting, Kicker, if you had, because it's it's very chaos themed, that terrain, right? It is, it is. I think, uh, you know, 
chaos, you know, a bunch of chaos themed terrain in an October event. That, that could be kind of cool. I, yeah, I, no, I that like you, do, we're doing it on purpose. Yeah, but right now we just decided <laughs> we're doing it on purpose. <laughs> we'll go, oh, you, man, I wish I would have thought, dude, Seth, you're a genius. I got to like loop you in more when we start discussing stuff just, like this. Just get like get some. Um, you know, like fiber, the white fiber fill for pillows. Yeah. And then you can just kind of like stretch around like cobwebs all oh, over the yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whole, we will have whole, a PA system yeah. playing like, you know, Halloween music and songs and noises and stuff the entire yeah. time. Mm, uh, little, little fog machines. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, but, all of the all of the FLG staff in in full costume. Nobody like is getting a challenge coin at SoCal. They're getting one of those little cute pumpkins you can see at the grocery store. So that that'll be the uh, the gift with purchase. This no, week. the challenge coin is a pumpkin. It just <laughs> like, instead of the logo for SoCal, it's a pumpkin. It's just a pumpkin. All right, all right, all right. Uh, so take us into the FLGN. What is happening this week on the network? Uh, this week, well, as always, you have the Thursday show, another stalwart pillar of of the FLGN community. But um, this week. Our lovely producer Dickie hopped on over to Grim After Dark to help them produce a Dickisode and uh, what? really, really raise <laughs> the bar for that crew. Now, I did watch because I wanted to encourage them to really kind of uh, improve their their abilities and uh, and really kind of grow as a show. Mm. And they are just maliciously attacking me, Kicker. I just, oh I, I really had to sit there and think this week, like, why did they attack me so much? <laughs> what, did you, what did you possibly do to them? You know, and, and part of me was like, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, have, you, have you seen Ted Lasso? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, parts of it. I've not seen the whole season. Okay, well, our whole series. There's, there's two seasons, buddy. Get right. with the program. So there's, there's, there's a very interesting episode. quote in the first season okay. where, uh, you know, it's don't be judgmental, be curious. Yes. Um, and I was like, you know, I wonder if these guys just aren't curious. They're not. They're not trying to learn and grow. And it really made me, you know, instead of being defensive and being upset with them, really felt, you know, kind of hurt for them. You know, yeah. that they're not trying to grow. So I really think we as a network just all need to support Grimm uh, and help them grow as individuals. <laughs> um, and and maybe one day they'll they'll look back on their past behaviors and realize that maybe, just maybe. They could have been a bit better. Yeah. If you guys see them at any one of the events, just go give them a hug. They need yeah. your support. Every, need everyone should be hugging John Quinnell and Danny McDevitt constantly at all events they're at during mid round you know uh yeah. if they're in, if they're gonna go uh get some food if they're trying to like talk to a spouse on the phone just if they're in the bathroom taking a leak hug. just give them a big hug you know yeah. it's, it's, it's okay yeah, i think it's all right they're gonna appreciate it so kicker uh our main segment tonight let's get into that this <laughs> is kicker's First time, everyone, going to a team event. The LVTT was the first team event the kicker was ever able to attend. No, no let's um, be clear. I'm not playing. I am. I am managing you're, the you're, event. You're managing, but but last year you you did not. Uh, you weren't able to go to the LVTT. You had other obligations. Yeah. Um, so this is the first year that you got to go to the LVTT. This is the first team event. I'm interested because kicker. The internet keeps screaming it. Team format. Is the mm -hmm. best format of 40k, and I want to know, buddy, if you agree to that. Okay, so I got to tell you, man, everyone and their mother, all the talking heads, all the pundits, all, and even just the average Joes, all that have gone to a team tournament, say team tournaments are. I'm just gonna drop the F bomb. Fucking amazing! Like that is the way that you should be playing 40k. There's our one F bomb for the show. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, our one F bomb. Yeah, check it, market right. Um, no, seriously, everyone's box. talked about how this is the epitome of 40k. This is 40k at its finest. This is how competitive tournaments should be. And honestly, I just thought you guys are full of shit. Like whatever, move on. You know, single events are you know. 
<laughs> more popular for a reason or more common for a reason. Um, I really could care less what everyone was saying until this weekend when I saw the team tournament firsthand and, and how that did roll out. And I'm blown away. Like, I am just, that's what I want to play. Like, I'm, I, I want to go play a tournament now that's a team-based tournament. The format was awesome. The camaraderie there was just insane. Um, well, let's just go down some of the pros, right? Because I was I was like watching right. this from a neutral point we'll, of view. We'll pro and con it. What's the pros? Pro man? and con it. Pro and con it. First of all, you've got friends on vacation together, right? So you you show like you're like first of all, hanging out with your friends is fun. But now suddenly hanging out with your friends in Vegas or wherever is that much more fun? And you have this kind of cool built-in friend network. Um, you you show up. If you if your team plays, you know, you may play against Bob from another team from, say, Nebraska. But as soon as you get to know Bob, then you immediately know all of Bob's teammates because they're going to all come and hang out. So, like, you saw quickly teams growing. So, when from a group of five guys, there's only 10 guys all hanging out and being best friends. It was really cool, and I felt really lonely because I didn't get to hang out with the team at all. <laughs> um, and, and then uh, – Guys, honestly, there's less bullshit taking place at the event. You know, hmm. people, um, I think it's either because they're playing with their friends or maybe the captain kept people in check, but people didn't lose their temper. People really, you know, there was less instances of people getting frustrated or angry. Everyone was just really jovial and, and relaxed. And the few things that maybe tension did rise, clearly their friends or their, their teammates or their captain would step in and say, hey, man, no worries, take it, take it, take it down a bit. Um, it was so good, in fact, that this event was like, almost mundane from a, from a management or even for the judges point of view. Cause we got kind of to sit back and let everyone self manage themselves. Um, the other thing is that's really fun is I, I loved seeing people get to kind of pick their poison in terms of who they want to go against or like, I personally hate playing against custodes. I know that no matter what I play against custodes, I just get butthurt. I'm like, no, this is this is just not for me. Don't like it. No fun for me. And a lot, see, you could see that relieve a lot of people's pressure. They got to play, you know, or at least try to dodge a lot of their matches that they just didn't want to play, whether they're not capable of winning or just not enjoyable. Um, in general, people were just having more fun. The entire tournament was a competitive tournament. You had amazing players from around the country there. Um, but people were just relaxed and having fun and the entire atmosphere of the hall f from uh, Saturday all the way through the awards ceremony was way more energetic and positive than I'd ever seen before. Um, absolutely, you know, amazed. Oh, and then logistically, having a captain is so much more efficient for us because you only have one guy, like we said, only captains come to the registration. So instead of having 250 people bombard the desk at eight o'clock in the morning, it was you know, 40, 48 guys slowly walked the way up there and, and, and meet with me. So it was um way easier, Went made registration go way faster. I had one point of contact for multiple people. Um, oh, and the final pro, I had this in my notes, the final pro was uniforms. Come on, uniforms are awesome. You get yeah. to see people representing their colors. You gotta, gotta love it. Um, Seth, you, you've played in a team tournament, right? Have you played? Have, yep. Yep. And, and your thoughts are, am I missing any of the pro? Is there something that kind of, as a player, maybe, um, you know, I mean, yeah, as, as, um, as a player, kind of one of the big, the big pros is if, all right, sake of argument, I'm going to, I'm going to be completely blunt here. I went to yeah. Cherokee and I dropped like the first game I played at Cherokee. Yeah. Um, and I, I realized at that point, you know, I, if I played and won out, there was like a slim chance I made the top eight, but really after that first loss, I really wasn't, you know, necessarily playing for, for any sort of placement, but I still had a fun time. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I did actually win, I think the rest of my games, that event, but I really was just at that point, it was my shot at the top was over. Um, yeah. now I'm just here having some fun. Uh, you lose a game, 
a single game in a team event, that doesn't mean that your team lost. That means that you lost and yeah. your team can still win. And oftentimes with team events, uh, there are a lot more draws, a lot more losses. So even if a team does lose or have a draw, it doesn't usually eliminate the team from a yeah. podium position a lot of times. Um, it's the uncommon team that manages to run the, the gauntlet. Um, so it, it, it gives you something to play for um, and it keeps you invested in, in the event regardless of if you took that that one rough I loss. never thought about it from that perspective man that's really solid stuff really yeah. solid stuff yeah um I, I I really do like that and I mean I guess it removes some of the pressure as well too I mean you're like I, I mean if you're trying to like win the whole event and you lose one game you didn't just totally screw it up um yeah. do, do you think a captain's necessary that's one thing I was trying to figure out because some teams oh, like yeah. some of the more oh, yeah. 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 Some of the more professional teams that showed up at the Las Vegas team tournament had a captain. I know the guys from Utah, there was a couple teams from Utah and uh, Mario uh, came, came by and he was, he was their team captain jumping from table to table and hanging out. Kind well, of, you it's know, just anytime coach. you're trying to manage a group of people, yeah. you need one point of contact to distribute information, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you need that one person that re it's responsible for communicating with the other team for the pairings process. Yeah. You need that one person that was responsible for communicating with you, the event organizers, you know? So it just, it, it prevents miscommunications and it makes a, a simpler and, and you saw it, you saw a simpler, more efficient way of yeah. working with the groups of people than working with the individuals. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I just feel like an idiot or not an idiot. I, I guess I got to um, apologize, even though I never verbalized this, I got to like say, Hey, like all the guys out there that have been talking about team events and how amazing they are and stuff. Um, they're just not that common. So I'm like, whatever, they're not that big of a deal. But after seeing this and, and these, these pros I just outlined, I mean, they're not only fun for players, but they were a lot of a lot easier and more enjoyable for us as the, the management, the organizer. So I, I hope to see more team events take place. I know throughout the weekend people were asking me, hey, when's the next Frontline Gaming team event? You know, we I, in, in all transparency, guys, we, we definitely want to keep on trying to do team events. We're probably not going to do a team event at that same venue. Um, we could probably try and do something same time frame, same location, same city, same, you know, Las Vegas. But we have not. I have not signed a contract yet for for 2023 at the venue because there's just too many other options. Mm -hmm. um, but I got to tell you, there were a few cons because you, you can't right. just talk right. about it, right. You can't just talk about the buzz. And, yeah. and I'm, you got to learn from learn yeah. something. Seth, you know me, guys listening, longtime listeners. You know I'm I'm, I'm going to be pretty direct with you guys. So a few cons here. Um, I noticed this happened the day before. I had already landed in Vegas. Like I was already there, and people. I had one, two, three teams all of a sudden like spastically reaching out to me. <gasps> we need a back guy, backup, backup. You know, we need a backup now. Uh, you know, if one guy drops in at least the frontline gaming circuit or way that we're going to run it, you can still play in the team tournament, but you're just going to get a, a zero, you know, for, for one of your five games, which obviously mm -hmm. is, is not good. Um, so you kind of do need five a lot players. harder to win the round, <laughs> a lot harder to win the round. So, so there's that added pressure. Um, I would recommend that every team has a backup. In case yeah. you know, so five man team, yeah. you have that six man ready to go in case something happens. Yeah, and a lot of teams will do that in the form of a coach, yeah. which is someone that's just kind of running around, kind of helping with logistics while you're playing. But they're also that person that can step in um, and and play if you need to. Because yeah, you know, if if it's me, you, and sake of argument, Dicky and Val and uh, we'll say John Cornell is joining us, and the five of us are going to an event, and one of us as a singles event, one of us can't make it. Well, you know. Maybe besides splitting the cost of a hotel room a little differently, it's not going to yeah. really stop us from going. But if the five of us are a team and one of us drops, yeah, that really can impact a, a group's yeah. weekend. So yeah. have some plans like that. You know, have a mercenary list. 
yeah. a lot we, of um a lot of events people will post up saying hey if you need a spare in fact that's what i did going up to atc like two weeks before i, I found out i could go and so i just reached out to a few groups saying hey if you end up needing a, a, a person because someone drops let me know and that's ended up how i okay. got on the team yeah, we, we, you know, fortunately this event was in Las Vegas and guess who's in Las Vegas? Frontline Gaming's headquarters and a few of our, our employees, Leo and, and Jake, were able to reach out to the local, you know, game stores and, and communities yeah. and say, hey, we need players tomorrow who can join. And, and we were able to fill up those those teams, which is really cool. So all the teams had their their, their full uh, roster of players. Right. Um, but one thing that unfortunately was unavoidable was having an uh, uneven number of teams as a a whole at the event. So normally, you know, if you have, you know, 57 people playing, you're going to have one guy not play, but suddenly now we had five play people not playing. We had an odd number. So there was always a team kind of just, you know, a team of five guys just sticking around, not getting to play. And I felt really bad for them. Of course they could play themselves, but you know, we couldn't, we, we could have found, you know, one or two people to, to play them, but we couldn't have mm-hmm. found a whole other team. So that's yeah, a little. And, and that's well. again, you know, a function of a team, you know, you have an uneven number of player at a single spent. You have one person that gets a yeah. buy. Now you have an uneven number of teams. You get five people. So yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I was so weird. I'm sitting here at the registration desk and like round two is kicked off. And, and all of a sudden like five guys are just like hanging out, talking with me. I'm like, you guys should be playing like i felt bad like like what's going on and they explain and i really felt bad and i'm like yeah, yeah, i don't know yeah, so, you, so you got him some yeah. some panda express right yeah <laughs> i got him some panda express yes there was panda express directly below the uh the hall and um i can tell you panda express is a mighty fine cuisine although as, as seth uh delicately put it it gives you the uh was it the the, the panda farts yeah yes yes i definitely Definitely experienced the the panda farts throughout the weekend, uh, but uh, whatever. Let's go. Let's go on. Oh, the other thing is team events are time consuming. I, I know this sounds stupid, but you know we're already at these halls all day long, and to add in more time so that you can do the pairing yep, process between rounds yep. makes the day a long day. Yeah. So there's two it solutions: does. do you make it a two round day, right, or do you keep it a three round day and just accept that it's going to be a longer day? What, what do you think, Seth? I, I think it depends a lot on where your venue is. Um, you know, if you're out in the boondocks and there's nothing nearby, uh, two round events sound, or two days, two rounds in a day sounds a lot better so that we can make it back to where we're staying and get some food. But if you're at a venue that your, you know, your hotel's attached and you have food nearby, a three rounder isn't bad because you can still walk to dinner and then walk back to your hotel room. Um, you know, so I think, I think venue really makes, makes the deciding factor for me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and something we have in chat yeah. uh, from the beloved Tamadagachi Express that Panda Farts is the best team name ever. Um, <laughs> so I think when Frontline Gaming forms a five-man team to go <laughs> compete on the, the team circuit, uh, it shall be Team Panda Farts. I am on board, Seth. If you ever are looking to, and our custom team. objectives will feature a flatulent panda. I, I love it. I love it. I, I mean, I've already got the I've got the custom logo already. Figure it out. It'll go great in an objective marker. Yes. Um, Thank you, Tom. It'll have to be an entirely Nurgle themed team, I think, though. We can form a we can form a team. I I I, I love this. I love this so much. Um, so yeah, overall though, it was a it was a great experience. Um, some fun stories. I, I believe it was uh, the one and only Brad Chester. It might have been someone else on his team, but I think it was Brad Chester. No, uh, it sounds it was, definitely like a Brad Chester. Thing. Brad Chester thing. Like he was walking around with one of those leather desk mats that you see at <laughs> hotel rooms. Like he was just using it as his army tray. I guess he didn't bring an army tray, and so you know he's walking around with the part of the hotel room as his 
That's his army trail. Like you, you can't do that. That's not as bad necessarily as what happened at Texas, where people were using yeah. the, the luggage trolleys as their army trays and pushing away. And the, the hotel uh, management came out to me at, at Texas, like you, you can't take all of our luggage carts and, and use yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, they can. They're just gonna get yelled at. Yeah. Um. So we do a lot of events at Marriott Properties, at Caesars Properties, um, or other places that we've been going to for years and years. The yeah. Palace Station is not very familiar with what we do during our events. So a lot of their staff security, uh, the, the, the whole support network is like, what is going on in here? Like, why are all these grown men walking around with little miniatures? And that was always a, a fun a conversation that I got to explain each morning. Um, and, um, and as, as, as we were talking about Panda Express is really good. I started to realize that having, um, a lot of food options nearby is really good so that you can have variety in case you want to avoid Panda Express's, uh, <laughs> farts. <laughs> yes. Unless you're like, I wish to not have the Panda farts today. Yeah. Yeah, the food in the hall was really, really good, but it was basically just uh, you know your standard ch- chicken nuggets and, yeah. and cheeseburgers. And I, really I have no really, problem with chicken nuggets. I can yeah, just, no, but you, I don't want to eat the same thing two days. Can you eat the same thing two days in a row? Yes, I can eat. Okay. All right, so I, I uh, we're in a tangent here, kicker. Right, let's um, do it once. So my like desert island food, like if you were stuck on a desert island, I can only have one thing to eat there is pizza. I could eat pizza. pizza, and and when I say I could eat pizza every meal, every day. I, I'm not kidding. I've done it. Um, <laughs> not not when I was in college, like you would think. Yeah. But actually, um, years ago, um, when my mother uh, turned 50, she had a, a very large birthday party for herself. And uh, we had pizza catered and we ordered way too much pizza. And so we like had a half a freezer full of pizza <laughs> that like for a summer, oh, I was like fresh pizza. man. Oh, yeah, baby. And uh. just like lived off pizza for a summer. I, I, I can I can respect that, Seth, that ability to just eat the same food, but I, I like a little bit of variety. Although as as, as some of you guys uh, may know, really cereal, if you had if you cereal. had to eat cereal every meal, would you I have like I'm not lying, at least thirty different boxes of cereal in my pantry right now. And most of them are open because I like I pick and choose throughout the you know, week. So variety. Although if you were on Cruise Hammer with me or in the rest of the Frontline Gaming crew, um, you'll notice that I do eat a lot of chicken, but I always put different sauces on it, like teriyaki sauce, barbecue sauce. So I kind of mix it up, but a lot of chicken. Yeah. All right. Well, in All right. chat, we have votes right now for uh, New Mexico style enchiladas as an everyday meal. Oof. I don't know what the difference is between an enchilada and a New Mexico style enchilada is. Everything tastes um, better in New Mexico if it's- But if it's- that sounds- uh, it sounds a little bit uh, productive uh, for me in terms of, of what it might cause. So, um, productive. Yes, yes, that's the way I'm going to go with it. Uh, right, we've go got ahead. votes for uh, tacos and fried chicken. Uh, I mean, that's Mark really good. Though. Tacos are a really solid choice. Yeah, Mark clarified that uh, New Mexico style is green chilies. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Well, um, definitely mine would be cereal, but it, if, if, but it had to be a mix of cereals, like none of this, you know, I can't just eat cocoa pebbles or golden grams. Ooh, or what if, oh man, I think I know how to ruin kicker. What Do if it. we took like a, like a garbage bag and just put 20 different boxes of cereal <laughs> and dunked them in the bag and just shook the bag around <laughs> and then just mixed all these different, you would have an aneurysm. Yes. I, I am a little OCD when it comes to my cereal. I, I don't want to. You'd be sitting there with a garbage <laughs> bag trying to sort them all out. <laughs> Kill him. All right, guys. Um, no one's going to do that at LVO, I promise. Let's, let's, please do not give me a garbage bag of mixed cereal uh, at LVO. Um, oh, so I do want to wrap up our talk about a Las Vegas team tournament. Basically, but like I mentioned earlier, but how nice it was that there was basically no drama. Not a single red card at this event. Nice. 
There was not really any confrontations, no issues. And I think it goes back to the concept that you're there with your friends. Your friends are mm -hmm. keeping you in check. Everyone's on their best behavior. You know, captains are intervening if necessary. So, like, that's really kind of cool to go to an event. And I just sat down at the registration desk most of the time and didn't have to do anything. So, so except worry about my panda farts. Um, so, yeah, you know, pretty wonderful way to spend a weekend. Um, Seth, why don't you take us into the competitive 40K news? So yeah, I, I've I've been as everyone's know away for a few weeks. So I, I've been keeping an eye on on the stats, and uh, we've kind of uh, the folks over at StatCheck did a, a deep dive into the stats for September, and we are about as close to a balanced meta as we can get. We have no uh, factions that are breaking that sixty percent win rate. Um, there yeah. are a few factions that are a little lower on the win rate that could use a little bump up like your admec, your guard, your space marines, but overall nothing that's that's really super out there in terms of of power level that is just kind of dominating um yeah i, I think i that know i know dicky i know our show right uh, now put there, some like, photos up in the background we look like the, to the me. balance data slate is rumored to be very soon i i've been hearing as soon as tomorrow um but yeah, there there is the uh, we'll call it hundred pound space dwarf in the room that we all need to talk about. The Votan rules are very very strong, um, and they're on the horizon. Um, we it's no Except, secret. Can we just because we, we, we don't have tournament data yet. Do you mm -hmm. think that they're like? Do you think that they're actually overpowered, or do you think it's just you know the sky is falling? People right now, like, do you think this is actually a problem? I've, I've played about a half dozen games with them myself. I have uh, observed a fair number of other games. Um, I certainly any any army can be built and and played in a fashion that does not feel overpowered. I think yeah. that's that's certainly uh, you know you could have someone that plays a softer Votan list in a you know either in list construction or in in style of play that makes it feel like you got a game. But if someone really wants to take a Votan list and and really take the hardest hitting stuff they can, um, it's it's damn near insurmountable. I mean, you can you can ask our lovely tech priest. I watched this beloved soul try for weeks to figure out uh, <laughs> a way around the Votan menace, um, and it's just it's it's sometimes it's it's just feels like there's no game to be played seth let's bring um, in our, our beloved tech priest right now so yeah. we get his as the victim of this abuse uh let's get a uh, tech priest in a uh, tech uh, to give us your experience on the on the on the uh you know no no pressure tech priest no pressure. I was like, yeah i was like how do i make this not sound off? uh they're really good they're just really efficient at everything that they have to do uh in the game uh yeah. the grudge tokens are like super hard to deal with the mm -hmm. uh the they shoot really well. They have lots of guns, and they have a really great melee threat uh, with mm -hmm. berserkers, as someone said yeah. in the chat. So, yeah. yeah. It, the only weakness to their game is their secondary plan. But if yeah. I'm honest, if your army isn't alive on the table, yeah. I don't care what secondaries I took. Yeah. I won. Yeah. Um, beam beam you know, weapons are a thing. Like, beam, you yeah, have beams to plan are, for beam weapons. So beams you are very strong. Make sure you're not yeah. behind other things. But, and, yeah. You know, can we, because I'm really curious, purely for selfish reasons. Mm. Um, can a decent player basically just outmaneuver the beam weapons? 
if you're smart, you won't get hit by a beam weapon because you won't have yeah. things behind other things. But yeah. that it, that plays into maybe what the Votan player is trying to make you play into, right? So yeah. yeah. I, I think the best way to describe right now kind of what is coming down the pipeline. Um and, and Dickie and I were in a conversation earlier today, and I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat kind of some opinions that were shared there. Right now, and and, when I'm, and I'm not saying that Votan is uh stronger or weaker than release drukari but the gap between drukari when it came out and i mean full unnerved drukari fire spam um the gap between them and the next level down army that gap is about the gap we're looking at right now with votan coming out without how everything sits currently in the meta Mm -hmm. um it's going to be a pretty big step uh for someone to overcome you can have certainly some top tier players find a way to do it but it is not uh going to be easy so um i am optimistic with the data slate coming that we might see some of those lower uh win rate fractions get a bump up i certainly think that is doable for them and i am hoping that gw is hearing the early reactions and and might see some adjustment the i can't really think of you know everyone's throwing around ideas game mechanic wise what you can do about otan um i certainly think you know the the knee jerk ban them is is a little much because if you don't have the data to say how out of line a codex is you're never gonna get the power is to be to make, and it's changes. not just the overall how out of line, but you need you can't ban them because you need to give the opportunity to see what elements of the codex are the most um, exactly. I don't know, horrendous. Yeah, so, exactly. You, we need the data to say this is the thing, and, and to really hone in where can we make adjustments in this codex to really bring them into line. Um, to take, you know, is our rules that we can change? Is it just Votan need to be, you know, an extra 50% of points on top of everything, you know, or something like that, or double the points, you know, where, what do we have to adjust? What levers do we have to pull in this giant machine of balance to, to make those, those lists come into line with everyone else? I wanted yeah. to talk about the ban conversation. And I know that's going around is this meme of, uh, Germany banned Votan. I got to be honest. Germany uh, bans Germany everyone. Ban, yeah. yeah, they didn't. They yeah. didn't ban them, but they also uh, generally don't play with codexes before yeah. they have a, a first fact. So yeah, Ger- Germany makes- is nef- no FAQ, no play, and yeah. there are there makes- are events that run like that. That, but that makes sense, right? Like, that makes yeah. sense. GW has been very responsive in updating codexes, you know. Uh, so I, I kind of actually like that. Now, I am uh, – please, before you start bombarding me, I am not the guy that determines the the actual rules. Or oh, everyone. At 40K. <laughs> so, so don't email me that. Like, that's, yeah. the, that's our head judges. But personally, I really like the idea of, you know, give it time for the, the codex to get a little bit more uh, refined. It's so hard. Like, you want people to play with their toys. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just built a brand yeah. new army. You just painted a brand new I, army. I have a friend uh, that named Panzer that uh, he's been he's been on the, the Squatch train mm. for, like, you know, since the rumors started a few years ago. He's yeah. been super hyped. And it was really sad to see that when the army came out and it was as strong as it was, that his his drive to jump in and play that army was was kind of you know kicked yeah. in the pants and he didn't feel like doing it anymore because he was like yes doesn't there's been it's not fun to play there's been people that have like not bought votan because of this and yeah. that's a weird kind of oh they're too strong i don't want to buy them uh yeah. is, a, is a weird thought and uh yeah. i don't think we've ever kind of run into that before 
Yeah, and it's it's a shame because the, I mean, like the models are gorgeous. Yeah, the, the, it's a fun fact. Like it's a fun yeah. concept of a faction, and let's, it's let's, always let's, cool to have a new faction join the game. Like, yeah, that's always going to put something new on the table that we haven't seen before. So I'm sure that they'll be getting uh, refined a little bit in the near future. Yeah. Um, like, is, does it suck that we're going to have to suffer with an unbalanced codex for a bit to yeah. get the data to say what needs to be changed? Yeah, but if we don't get the data, we don't know what to do yeah, yeah. you know we can you know we can play one test game and, and try to make decisions but um if you've ever tried and this is for my competitive friends in the chat here if you've ever tried to play one game with your with your list and then edit it and then play the next game and then edit it and then play the next game and then edit it you just keep chasing your tail trying to figure out what's the right list and combination and this and that and the other and you never get anywhere you need that like you know six seven eight nine reps on a single list to really get the feel for was that just one poor showing with that list or was no, this is a consistent deficit and I need to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be, you know, obviously they're going to be shaking up the world. We have SoCal in less than a month, um, you know, at the end, you know, next month. Uh, so that's obviously a major tournament. There's other major tournaments that are going to start letting them play. Lots so ruling for you, those in, uh, those in the chat and those listening at home uh, later on in the week, the ruling at SoCal is, is, pretty clear and we updated the packet today to explain how votan works you can play models that are released already but you can't and you can't play models that aren't released even if you have a 3d proxy because we don't know the actual size yeah. so the, the, and that's that has always been the judge's rule when it comes to uh conversions is knowing the actual dimensions yeah. of the of the gw model to know that your conversion is appropriately sized yeah. So, so I mean, you know, if, if if the models get released soon, the 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 rest of the line, right? We know we have a couple of vehicles and, and all the berserkers. Once that all gets released, we can start, you know, incorporating them into our tournaments. Obviously, they'll be in play at LVO, but uh, we'll have plenty of time by LVO to uh, see what GW does to adjust yeah. their the rules. All right, let's cool. get into the ITC yeah. recap. Um, we have some exciting news, kicker. Ooh, okay, I like news. Forty um, K competitive track. There's a new number one. Ooh. And it's an American. <laughs> Congratulations. Number one this week, uh, now that the Nova scores are in, Jack Harpster uh, yeah. dethroning uh, David Galar, uh, longtime number one, now bumped down to number two. That shifts uh, Vic VJ down to number three, Manny Chima down to number four, and Thomas Ogden uh, down to number five. Or oh, he's been at number five. Uh, Jack just moved up a bit. So um, congrats to Jack for taking that top spot. Um, I have to ask the question now, Kicker. Yeah. Are we looking at yet another year of Art of War going to win the ITC? I mean, it's certainly or, looking like that, right? Or are our friends from across the pond going to come and try to challenge the Art of War dominance? I, I love that. Or, or, I mean, yeah, let's get some Polish guys. Apparently, Poland is... Uh, they Those yeah. boys, those boys over across the pond, they certainly gave the Art of War guys a bit of run for their money at uh, the old WTC. WTC. So, you know, let's see let's see if they can, they can hold on to the ITC top spot or not. Um, moving on down to our hobby track, uh, number one, our friend Jacob Thayer, uh, number two, also our friend Dean Pritchard, number three, also our friend Derek Page, number four, also our friend Aaron Kelman, and number five, also our friend Lou awesome. Rollins. Look at all um, our friends. This is so yeah, wonderful. Everyone's our friends, kicker. <laughs> um, 
but I believe you uh, got some pictures of Dean. Dean has an updated army with an updated display board. Uh, looking good as always, Dean. Yeah. Um, oh, we've we've got live yeah. editing from live Tech editing Priest Dicky. Tech Priest Dicky, enhance, enhance Dicky, enhance. <laughs> Look at it. Uh, so enhanced now. Uh, uh, we got the kind of nice floating rock. Remember that uh, Dean kind of has this uh, this coconut crab theme, this kind of speckled theme. Um, his army's always looked really cool, and it's got um, UV uh, reactive paint on it. So when you hit it with a black light, it glows. It's, it's oh, really cool. yeah, over the top, so, over the top. Great job, man. Um, hopping on down to the AOS competitive track. Our beloved LSO AOS uh, TO, Gavin Grigar, is still sitting there at number one. Number two, Anthony Trentinelli, another uh, familiar name. Number three, Jeremy Vicier. Number four, Matt Beasley. And number five, Ridge Hanna. And then heading on over to the AOS hobby track, our number one is still the mighty Robert Snyder, followed closely by number two, uh, Ricky Fisher. Number three, Matt Beasley. Number four, Jeremy Williams. And number five, Evan Markham. And that is your ITC recap for this week. Kicker, final thoughts for the night. Um, don't eat Panda Express and no, no, no. Or we'll eat it in moderation. We're, we're not here to just besmirch yeah, the, the yeah. good name of the Panda Express. No, I, I think that, I mean, this is just life advice, guys. Be open minded, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I'm not talking about Panda Express anymore. No. Be open minded. I, I really just did not consider the team format as something that yep. I would get that exciting. And now uh, my entire mindset has changed and I'm working on the 23 calendar and guys, the calendar is pretty much set for 2023, but I'm trying to see if I can squeeze in some, some another team tournament or squeeze two and, and, and make sure that there is a Panda express nearby. <laughs> what about you, Seth? What's you know, what, what, what's on your mind? What do you want to leave our audience with? For today? Uh, I don't know, man. I just, uh, you know, I, I know right now, um, I, I live here in the Southeast as you kicker and a lot of our friends in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, are, are dealing with that major hurricane, hurricane. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of thinking about all them and make sure you guys are safe there. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I, I've kind of been out, out of the, the scene for a bit. Um, I actually haven't played an in-person game since August, the beginning of August, um, literally just pre-show. Um, I, I got the confirmation that I have some time off at the end of October and that I got a, a ticket for a, a local event. So I'm, I'm just excited to get back out there and play. Um, I've missed the community. I've missed kind of hanging out with everyone. So I'm just excited to get back out there and see my friends and, and hang out and have a good time. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, we all try to, to play the game and have, have, uh, you know, a good showing and try to win. But at the end of the day, this is all about hanging out and seeing your friends. Um, and that's something that I miss. So I'm just glad to be back with you guys. No, sweet, dude, sweet. Well, we missed you. And uh, I know everyone in chat missed you as well. So thanks, thanks for being back, Seth. All right. um, take us out. Well, that is all we have for this week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys.